0: welcome into the his and hers podcast skull edition i'm zach bennett alongside my sister Paige, and today we have an excellent conversation for you something that's been prevalent across the viking community what should we do about the quarterback situation which became all the more interesting after a 13 and 4 campaign under new head coach kevin o'connell and our new GM Questy. Uh, we're going to dive into a few different options that we have. Which path do you think that we should take? me and Paige. Are we may different? We make three? you all have to find out in this episode of the Presenters Park. Alrighty, Paige. So... Lamar Jackson, uh, t- you know, today we're recording on Monday, um, had a very interesting tweet that he sent out. And let me pull that up because it caused quite the stir in the NFL community. Obviously people have known that with the Ravens franchise tagging in, putting the non-exclusive tag, making him available, uh, it opened up the door for some spec, uh, for potential teams to come in and take him. Uh, with the ability for the Ravens to match those offers, but also just getting two first-round picks. So he let uh, put a letter to the fans, but the part that got a lot of people talking uh, was, in regards to my future plan, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization, for which Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or around me know I love the game of football, and my dream is to help a team. Now, the reason this makes it interesting is the Vikings, out of nowhere, on a few sports books, um, have been listed as the third or the second most likely landing spot for Lamar Jackson to land. For reasons that I don't know, obviously Vegas knows all, uh, but it's created quite the speculation in the Vikings community and something that I wanted to talk about with you. But... I wanted to lay out a few scenarios. Uh you can dive into Lamar Jackson part, but I wanted to give you a few different paths that you could go with the Vikings quarterback situation. So there's four ways I think you could go about this. Um, I think the first one is you play out Kirk Cousins' final year, which they put some voided years into his contract. Uh they um he's only on a like a 20-year cap hit. Of, yeah, he's 20250000 20 million 20, two hundred and fifty for this year. Next year, it'll be 28, five. And then in 2025, it'll be 10, two. And then the following two years, it'll be four. So they added some voided years to his contract. Didn't extend him, but laid out that money so that they, it wasn't such a, a big hit of $40 million. So you play that out and you either trade up to draft a quarterback this year or next year, which has some very interesting candidates and in Caleb Williams, Drake, may, uh, Dion Sanders, uh, between yours, there's a few different names that are out there. So you could do that. Could play it out, get a rookie quarterback, either this year, have him sit and learn or next year. Uh, the next one is get Lamar Jackson that I just brought up. Uh, get your two first, sign him to a 200 million plus dollar contract and hope that he doesn't get hurt, honestly, and see what you can do with the one of the most electrifying players in the league. Um, The third one, which I don't think many people have thought of is trade for Trey Lance, the 49ers uh, brass, making some very interesting comments today. Brock Purdy, the leader in the clubhouse, even though Trey Lance was just drafted a couple years ago and has battled some injuries. So I think Trey Lance is on the table. I don't think it'd be quite the capital for Lamar, obviously, but I do think that's something to consider. And then lastly, be happy with what you got from Kirk. Extend him a few years, which was interesting because of the articles that came out yesterday saying that he offered them a discount. They turned it down. There wasn't a lot of details. It wasn't from a verified source, but there's a little bit there. So, anyway, out of those, so out of those four options, which one do you find? the most intriguing or the one that provides the best opportunity for the Vikings moving forward?
1: I don't know. It's a difficult discussion because like when you look at like the past, like you're going to have those Kirk cousins lovers that are going to be like, Kirk is not the problem. And he's not, he didn't make us lose this last season anything like that. But I think the key is that like we have Kevin O'Connell and Quesi who are committed to not only like, short-term success but long-term success for the entire Vikings organization and so I think that a lot of coaches would have come in and just been like you know we'll just build we'll just continue to use Kirk over the next couple of years while he's still like operating well um but it's kind of interesting to see the moves that the Vikings have made obviously releasing Adam Thielen um Eric Kendricks and then also like Harrison Smith took a pretty substantial cut to stay there because he just loves the Vikings organization that much and wanted to finish out his career. And with not giving Kirk Cousins like what Kirk is asking for and not even accepting like a discount on Kirk's terms, like you can see that Kirk wants to stay there. But so it's interesting to see like the workings in the back mind as much as we can. We don't have that much visibility into what their decision making is. Um, But with all of that context, it's like, the Lamar Jackson thing is so intriguing to me because Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, a super electrifying player, a lot of speed, a quarterback that the Vikings haven't really had for a really long time. I think, like, the really substantial quarterback in my mind, it goes all the way back to Dante Culpepper of being a quarterback that we had that would kind of move around the pocket and more run f- and be a little bit more run focused than a lot of the quarterbacks have been in the past 20 years for the Vikings. And so Lamar Jackson brings an element that the Vikings haven't seen on offense for a very long time. And it's a really intriguing aspect. Obviously, we, the last two seasons have ended with Lamar Jackson with injuries. And so it begs the question of, is he riddle, is he injury prone? Or were the Ravens just not building enough around him to ensure that he was safe and protected in the pocket? And But all this coming down to, there's so many options to go this way. Um, in a variety of ways, as you mentioned, as you outlined all of those. And to me, the most intriguing one would be Lamar Jackson. I think that with his playbook of success, you put him out there with Justin Jefferson. You put him out there with Dalvin Cook. You put him out with these weapons on offense. I just think that we would see something so, so, so exciting. And I think we would see some chemistry and some explosive plays from Lamar that we haven't necessarily seen. I think also like there's just been so much bad blood in the past two years between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens like the dude has been trying to get a deal from them and neither side will relinquish their standing the I mean, we're obviously not privy to every conversation, but Lamar being his own agent, being in those conversations, and the Ravens repeatedly telling him, like, hey, we don't think you're worth this, when what he's asking for is pretty consistent with any other quarterback at his level and all of the other organizations across the league. And so I just think, like, for Lamar's sake, like, this is the move that I was kind of expecting Lamar to make simply because like when you've been in contract negotiations for two plus years with a team that just keeps telling you, they don't believe in you and that they're going to build around you, but aren't actually successfully doing that. Then it just makes you question like, I just need to go somewhere, start fresh and see what they can build around me. And a team like the Vikings I think would be really intriguing to Lamar Jackson because they had good success last year. They have some major weapons. They have a new young head coach that thinks outside of the box and trusts his players. I mean, you see the trust that Kevin O'Connell put in Kirk Cousins last year, and I think something like that would be really appealing to Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, it'd be really interesting. Um, You know, there's a few thoughts I had about that because, obviously, number one, what Deshaun Watson and the Browns did last year obviously reset a lot of the expectations that – that franchises wanted to have with quarterbacks, right? Kirk Cousins set the standard a few years ago when he signed with the Vikings. It was, but it was three years, 84 million. It wasn't uh earth shattering quite like the Deshaun Watson was, which I believe was five years, 46 million guaranteed every single year. One of the interesting parts that I learned about uh guaranteed contracts recently with this conversation is the moment a player signs a guaranteed contract. Uh, the owner has to take that money that is guaranteed in a contract, write a check for it and put it into this escrow account that the NFL has. So when Deshaun Watson signed his 200 plus million dollar contract last year, Jimmy Haslam had to deposit a check for 200 plus million and give it to the league immediately, which begs an interesting question of like some teams of, you know, obviously the NFL owners are all, billionaires all millionaires but there's obviously levels to it of what it, what these owners are you know what's liquid for a lot of these owners uh and so there's going to be some conversation around mm-hmm. the fact that some of them can't do that some of them can't just stroke a 200 plus million dollar check and go deposit it which i think is just kind of interesting not something they necessarily would think about when it comes to these contract negotiations but obviously everyone's mad at what De- all the owners are mad at what deshaun watson did i also think there's a little uh kind of positioning with Lamar, not having an agent. And there's been a lot of weird things around that now tying this to what the Vikings have. um, I do think the offensive side would be really interesting. The part about Lamar that I like he's obviously the most electric runner of all time at the quarterback position, setting records, um, doing things that no quarterback has ever done, but there's just parts of his games that I, that I wonder if Kevin O'Connell truly desires or if this is all kind of just smoke because when in 2021 um before he got hurt he was 17th in qbr 17th in pff um and 19th in dvoa um and and of course he lost in the they lost or that was 2022 excuse me not 2021 this past year And then he was injured and he didn't play in the playoffs, didn't play in the last six games or so, even though it was said he was going to come back and to come back. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. And I do think it had a lot to do with how he felt they handled his contract negotiations. And then you look at how many hits Kirk Cousins took the last year. He was the most hit quarterback in the NFL. Now, part of that is him not being a super mobile guy. I think more mobile than people get him credit for. So Lamar Wouldn't take some of those hits, but you know our offensive line has two great tackles, suspicious guards, and improving center. Lamar's had at times some of the best offensive line, not this past year, but before it had some of the best offensive lines, and he still was injured. So part of me just wonders: is is his frame? Is his body? Um, what the Vikings have on offense, where it is a vertical passing attack, a timing passing attack. is that really f- to lamars Lamar skill set? Uh, and that's what makes me more not sure if it's a if it's a team, a destination that would work uh, for the both sides
1: well, and it's a good point too, because it's like I mean, how off like how many times over the past decade have the Vikings gone out and given money to a quarterback who was a little bit on the older end and not that Lamar Jackson is, is on the older end. He's only been in the league five years, but he's
0: only 26, which is crazy and already yeah. an MVP,
1: which is wild. But it's also begs the fact of like, do you, it goes back to that conversation of like in a league that is building quarterbacks from the ground up, like do the Vikings want to take a t- chance on a injury prone quarterback who's already been in the league five years or do they want to stick it out for another year with Kirk Cousins at the bare minimum and make sure that we have a great drafting class over the next couple of years seeing what the options are and so to me I feel like with the type of coach that Kevin O'Connell is and the type of vision that Quessy has for the organization, I think honestly it makes more sense to like Kirk Cousins currently isn't a problem. He's not your solution to a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is gonna be the first Vikings quarterback to lead the team to a Super Bowl. But it's like, why not just stick it out with Kirk Cousins, who does good work, who can help build your young receiving team and get ready to bring in a quarterback that then it's like the benefits of having a young quarterback that you draft the cap space is so much lower. You don't have to pay them near as much. You get a lot of good, you get a lot of years to build them up before you have to write them a really fat paycheck. And so in my mind, it just makes more sense to build around a young pick pick, person and go to the draft class than it does to bring in someone like Lamar Jackson that's going to make you pay a lot more especially when you have teams like the Colts that like this is just their MO right like they're going to go out there and they're going to fight for Lamar Jackson in my eyes it kind of makes the most sense for him to end up with the Colts but curious to see how that all flushes out but for me it's like I think the Vikings for the first time in a long time Teddy Bridgewater obviously didn't flush out for us as we all hoped due to his injury, but it's like let's go out there and get a couple good guys, start building them, let them shadow from Kirk Cousins, who is a really great quarterback and I think an even better like leader and teacher probably than he is like a game a gamer. And so start building that team out from the ground up.
0: You know, I know something that's really interesting, and and this kind of leads to out of those four scenarios, this is what I think is going to happen. Um, with, with all the signings that, uh, that have happened this, this offseason for the Vikings, you know, the restructuring Harrison Smith, the, the signings of these one year deals of, uh, of, a you know, a few key players, Marcus Davenport, um, and so on. I think what the Vikings are doing, um, because right now they're setting up to have a ton of cap room in 2024. And I think the plan is, I don't know, obviously, but I think it's not that they, plan to move up this year for a Will Levis type for a Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are already out of the question, but I don't think that's what's on the table. I think the Vikings, what they are trying to set up for is a move to make next year because a lot of their moves, like they, they, um, they re-signed. Oh, I, his name just immediately escaped me. He was a backup quarterback back last year, played for, um, the Niners for a few starts was on, what was his name? Um, let me look this up real quick. Um,
1: Josh Rosen?
0: No. So Nick Mullins. Excuse me. So mm-hmm. they re-signed Nick Mullins to a two-year deal. So it would be weird for them, in my opinion, to do that and then either trade for Trey Lance or trade for you know Lamar. Unless the only one, if Lamar's traded, then immediately trading Kirk is obviously what he'd have to do. Um, but either. Trading for Trey Lance or or trading to get one or drafting one of these uh, quarterbacks in the draft of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. What I think they're trying to do is clear out the cast space, get rid of some old contracts, and then next year get their quarterback of the future. So in my opinion, I think they're going to let Kirk play it out and see what they can do this year, you know, with improvements that they feel they've made on the defensive side, bringing in Brian Flores, a CV can interject some life, Um, And it'll be interesting to see. And I think the real telltale sign of this, how they feel about 2023 will be what they do with Dalvin cook. And what they do with a Smith. If they somehow rework the contracts, keep them there for this year. I think you'll see a team that's like, let's, let's run it back with maybe a revamped version of our team last year in a week NFC and see if our defense can rise to the level. And if we can hit on a couple of these games uh, to make a little bit deeper of a run. But if they kind of hit the same pitfalls at quarterback that they are limited to with Kirk, um, I think that they'll make a move next year to get a quarterback in a, in a good quarterback class. Um, And this Dustin Baker, one of the prominent guys on Vikings Twitter uh, let out this week that today that I thought was pretty interesting um, that the Vikings in their entire history, this is a franchise that has the third highest winning percentage in Super Bowl history. And everyone else in the top 16 has at least one Super Bowl. Just that hurts. Just let that sink in. And the the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers have the worst winning percentage of all time and they have two Super Bowls. So that just tells you how weird football is. You just got to strike, you know, strike hot once, but they have never been the team to pick the first QB off the board in any single draft. They got the second off the board in Tommy Kramer in 1977. And then you referenced Teddy Bridgewater was the third quarterback taken in 2014. So I think that explains perfectly why the Vikings have been able to be super successful in the regular season because they bring in these veterans, you know, whether it's Randall Cunningham and Case Keenum that just strike uh, hot, have a great one year. It's kind of a one year wonder. Randall Cunningham had some other good years with like Philly and stuff, but where their career year is just this one year and then it never seemed to be replicated, you know, or Brett Favre, like the one year rentals, a couple years of Dante Culpepper here and there. But they never, you know, Warren Moon back in the day. Obviously, Fran Tarkington being the 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 pretty the longest tenured, you know, most successful Viking quarterback of all time. But all that saying is, I think that Quayce and KOC they want to draft their guy that can be with them hopefully for ten to fifteen years. And I think that happens next year. I don't think it happens this year because I think they want to win again and see if they can make a deep run. But if they kind of fall short again. You know, accumulate the capital to then move up, draft a guy and then have enough cap room to build out a really solid roster around it. That's just kind of what I think all of these signings and all of these moves are, are moving towards.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that it's all, it's all just kind of painting this bigger picture of like, it's like Kevin O'Connell comes in with a new JM, a new staff everywhere. And it's like, they have this really good run. Kevin O'Connell proves his worth as a head coach, especially a young head coach with a new organization and so it was awesome to see what they were able to put together last year they do a run they make it to the playoffs obviously a disappointing playoff loss for all vikings fans but we're all kind of used to it at this point but still like with that little bit of hope for the future like this was kevin o'connell's first year and this is what he was able to do we saw some great improvements we saw the vikings make really good decisions obviously with like the movement of defensive positions coaching positions once we kind of saw like hey there were some blaring issues in that playoff game. There was also some blaring issues in our losses this season, even in some of our wins from the defensive side. And so I think that seeing the Vikings like making decisions that align with like what a lot of uh, other organizations have been able to do when they kind of build up that ability to become a major Super Bowl contender I think is where we're seeing those Vikings make the moves. It just puts a lot of trust into the organization holistically that like this is an organization that has a lot of young talent and it's going to build and they're going to continue to build around players like Justin Jefferson and create a team that's going to be a problem here for a few years out. And like, yeah, as Vikings fans, we might have to like have a little bit of pressure this season to kind of see another painful loss in the playoffs potentially with Kirk Cousins kind of leading that realm but I think ultimately we're going to see some really great things come out of this coaching staff and this GM
0: so I want you to rank those four scenarios we haven't really fleshed out the Trey Lance one so we'll it's do that tra- in
1: a yeah Trey Lance is, it's just a difficult topic for me because I'm like there's so much hubbub about Trey Lance all last season all we heard about was Trey Lance Trey Lance Trey Lance and with the 49ers obviously gets hurt really shortly in the season but it's just hard with Trey Lance because I don't think we've seen enough from him to know what type of NFL quarterback he's going to be.
0: Yeah, I agree. My position on it is if you're going, and I, and I know Lamar Jackson's a proven commodity, but I think the price, you know, over the last five years since Kirk Cousins been the quarterback, a majority of Vikings Twitter has just made this nonstop um, complaint that our quarterback takes up too much of the cap hit and now a lot of them are saying we need to go out and get lamar jackson which i think is pretty funny because th- we run into the same issue i think lamar jackson's electric um i think he's a lot of fun to watch he's an mvp for a reason but i you know when you talk about quarterback for quarterback in in what they do i wouldn't necessarily say he's a better quarterback than kirk cousins i think there are a lot of the same ways where you have to design specific things to match their skill sets. Kirk Cousins, better with time, play action, deep passes down the field. And obviously the Mars is just a unique skill set of downhill running, side to side running, really good play action, and and so on. Um, All that said, I would rather trade for Trey Lance. If we're going to trade for a quarterback that's already in the league, I would rather trade for Trey Lance because you still have three years of Contract control, um, you know, and even have four with the um, with the franchise tag. So I would rather go down that route with someone who was viewed just two years ago as the top three pick, um, and then take your chances with that and see what you have. Trust, you know, maybe have him sit a year behind Kirk. You know, Jordan Love is going on his fourth season and hasn't even played yet. You know, Aaron Rodgers did the same thing, so it's not unheard of, but. I think learning from a pro like Kirk would be good. Kirk's not going to be rude or forget about him or not teach him, but I just don't really see that in their plan. I don't think it's a realistic possibility because they re-signed Nick Mullins and now all of a sudden they have three committed guys on their contract. So I don't see that happening, but I would rather have that happen than Lamar Jackson personally, Uh, just because I think your flexibility, your, you know, kind of the, your malleableness of your quarterback. I think what you get with Trey Lance is a little bit more um, than what you get with a Lamar Jackson type.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting viewpoint. I think for me, like, I don't know, maybe I just have beef with Trey Lance. I feel like I'd rather have Lamar Jackson, not, but I know that long-term it makes more sense to go with the Trey Lance, but I just don't know. It's like, it's difficult to know like somebody who had such a serious injury and they're First year of like a starting position in the NFL, uh, just it never really flushes out for guys like that to come back and have an amazing career. And so I'm curious to see what kind of impact that will have on his career long term.
0: Do you you send two first for Lamar or a third round pick for Trey Lance? Yeah, I, I, I the that's risk obviously.
1: the risk is a lot lower with it the is Trey Lance situation.
0: It is so out of those four scenarios that I uh, outlined. I want you to rank them one through four on what you would like them to do versus being number one, number four, being what you would least like them to do.
1: Okay. Least like least like long-term, I, I don't like the Lamar Jackson trade. I think that that's the worst case scenario for the Vikings in terms of, I just don't think it would flush out for a lot of the reasons that we've already outlined. Um, what's your least like scenario?
0: Um, that it'd probably be the same. I I would probably put training for Lamar Jackson and committing two first round picks and 200 plus million to him. (laughs) I don't, I don't like the sound of that.
1: You don't like, you don't like writing that big of a check.
0: No, I don't. Uh, not that the wolves couldn't write it, probably write it five times over, but, uh, I just think his injury history and his limitations of route, you know, of throwing, although there are some good sides to it. I just don't, I just don't like it. Third.
1: Third for me, uh, probably the Trey Lance situation. I I mean, voicing it again, I just think that players who have really serious injuries at the beginning of their careers, it just, I mean, maybe I just have PTSD from Teddy Bridgewater, but it just feels like Trey Lance is, would follow that same path of uh, some few good years of being a backup quarterback, bouncing around the league and getting into some games, but I just don't foresee him being able to stake this career as this amazing franchise quarterback in the league.
0: Yeah, I honestly think mine is extending Kirk Cousins um, for one to three years. I think, um, I it, like, I would rather have them extend him for one more year than to extend it for three. Um, he's you know he's getting into his mid thirties, and and I think we've seen the best. I think this last year was the best. Obviously, you know he maybe could take it up a notch and throw less interceptions, um, which would be a better year than he had last year. But I think we've seen what we've seen from Kirk. Now extend him a year. See see if we can improve the defense. If we can take that next step, and then maybe extend him a couple after that. But I would hate to commit another three years to this after what we've seen the last five. So I'd, I I would probably rather not see that. Um, I would say rather not see him extend a three. If you extend him one, I would understand the logic behind it, but.
1: Yeah, I think that's what that's what that's why that would be my second one is I don't mind extending him one more year. The only concern the only concern that you get brought up when you think about that is like obviously with a with a talent like Justin Jefferson um that's not something that you want to lose and so obviously like while we're while well, we're still in his prime, it's like we want to start like showing him the fruition of building a quarterback and an offense that is going to be able to be somewhere that Justin Jefferson can stay long-term if that's what the Vikings want to do, which I think it would be silly not to want to do that, at least for the next like five years um, with the type of player that Justin Jefferson is. And so it's like when you're not, if you hold on to an old quarterback for too long, it's like, how are you how are you meshing the the prime of both your, top players on the team to ensure that they are be, it kind of able to like reach their peak at the same time um but like Kirk Cousins continues to output like a good performance and so it's like I wouldn't hate to have him another like have that contract extended another year but if it reaches that three-year mark I think that's where it's like no every you kind of everybody who his knows football knows that would be a bad decision
0: yeah absolutely Uh, My second one would be for trading for Trey Lance. Um, I think for a few reasons, I do think you have some, you know, you have some opportunity where, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson hasn't shown any signs of like a diva of a selfish player. You know, he's actually shown quite the opposite. But what I will say is I used to think the same thing about Stefan Diggs until that last year in Minnesota. So the NFL more than any other league you know, especially when you start comparing it to the NBA, the teams do a great job of keeping things down. You know, you think about Antonio Brown and the nutcase he is, and he did, you know, nine years or so in, in Pittsburgh. And there was nothing, absolutely nothing that came out negative about him. And it, you just kind of like, it's just kind of crazy to think about because um, you couldn't stay on any other roster. So uh, when you have a kind of controlled locker room, so I, I don't think I don't think I don't think Justin Jefferson has any of those traits. But when a receiver feels like that, you know, and I think a guy like Justin Jefferson, who's used to winning, you know, was in on LSU on probably the greatest national champion you know team of all time, had good success in high school, is a competitor. He's not just about his receptions, but he's about winning. And if he just feels like you know, we say we do trade for somebody like Trey Lance, and then all of a sudden it gets worse and we lose you know, you have a chance of a Randy Moss situation when they get tired of it and want out. So you do have to, as you mentioned, kind of proceed with care on it because he is a one-of-one. One. He's a talent you don't want to lose. Um, and so I think, honestly, it, an NBA approach to this, I don't think would be bad of just listing, you know, asking for his opinion on such and such move just so you can get the, you know, the okay from the the best wide receiver in the NFL. But Drake for Trey Lance, not to go on too far of a tangent there, but I think because I think your upside is there. And if you, and if you can get him for cheap, if you could throw a third round pick at it and get a guy who was picked third, a couple years ago and hasn't really shown any play, just been injury, bad injury luck, then I think you'd get tremendous value. And I'd like to see what Kevin O'Connor could do with that.
1: Especially because that kind of does still open you up to being able to have some, uh, draft picks in 2024 that will allow you to kind of bring in someone that potentially Trey Lance is your starter for a year transitions to your backup. And you have a young talent that you can put out there and kind of start building around. So I think there's a lot of options that way as well.
0: Yeah, no, because if you just throw a third round pick out there, you know, once you get past second, they don't, they don't hurt as much. And so you're like, Hey, we took a flyer on a, on a a guy who was picked third. It didn't work out. Now let's go get our guy. um, You know, in the first round here. So what would be your number one? Obviously the only one left.
1: <laughs> we are building a young team up. Are we not? We're going out there and we're getting better picks.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's my, I think playing out Kirk this year, um, whether that's getting a guy this year, I, I'm not sold on Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I just, they're raw, but so was Josh Allen. Um, and look what he's become. So, if that's the way they go, at the end of the day, that's what they do every single day. Um, and if you got trades like Will Levis, who's 6'4, 230 pounds, and just, and I mean, Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton two, 2.0, um, then you have to do it. But I do think the quarterbacks coming out next year are really, really good as well. Um, and so, at the end of the day, whatever move they make, I think it's exciting to go get a young quarterback. The only problem is you can have a Zach Wilson effect where it just doesn't work um, and doesn't work very quickly. And all of a sudden you're waiting for a man in a darkness retreat to come out of a hole (laughs) and come to your franchise. So at the end of the day, it's fun to talk about. It's exciting. But we also have a Christian Ponder in our past experience. We also have Teddy Bridgewater who, you know, We all like to romanticize it because it ended so tragically and I get it a hundred percent. And there was a chance that he was going to make that leap, but we have to look at what Teddy Bridgewater is now and realize he, we probably would have been frustrated with him in year three and four because he doesn't take that next step. So as much as it hurts that that happened that way, it also probably wasn't going to work out either. So you take a quarterback in the first round and you cross your fingers um, and you hope that it works out because yeah. you look across yeah. the NFL and there's a lot of quarterbacks that weren't picked in the first round that are the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, Jalen hurts was a second round pick and balled out last year. So it's such a 50 50, but it's I think of,
1: it, it's obviously, it's honestly a game of chance like
0: and like you have of, to do the it. Draft
1: is an entire game of chance.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, just Jefferson was a fifth wide receiver taken. So it is. You just hope still that the Ke- great,
1: still the greatest myth. One of the greatest miracles in Vikings history. I'll never get over
0: that. I know that <laughs> it's funny. It's the best wide receivers the Vikings have ever had. Both fell to them late in the first round. So thank you to everybody else. But that'd be my number one. I think getting a young quarterback either this year or next year would be, would be optimal. I think would, would lend a chance of finally being able to have a quarterback. Then that can go out there and win a few games on his own.
1: What would it be like to have a quarterback that everyone around the league romanticized and didn't make fun of? Because that's been the Vikings history for the last decade.
0: <laughs> I know it's funny. Every time the Vikings are good. Every time I remember, well, since I've been alive, I can speak to this. And I don't know if it was the same with, you know, the, the 98, 98 Vikings were so dominant. I'm sure the conversations weren't as heavy um, about Randall Cunningham. But I remember when Brett Favre was leading it, it was always like, yeah, but it's Brett Favre, he's 40 plus, you know, here's the holes, here's the holes. You know, they never have ever in my time been talked about. 2017, it was like, yeah, that defense is really good, but Case Keenum, Case Keenum, and, you know, they always end up proven right. So it'd be nice to be that team that just dominates. And well, It'd just you know, be nice
1: to have a, a team where the quarterback is the one that all of the NFL reporters are romanticizing and talking about. They can do no wrong, just want yeah. that life.
0: No, absolutely. And you know, you have to think back to like, Hey, look, Alex Smith was on the team uh, when the Kansas city chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes sat the entire first year and the chiefs went 11 and five and lost in the first round. Um, And I would, I would say that Kirk is a better version of Alex Smith, but I do think the Vikings are kind of in that similar situation You know, the Chiefs had tire kill and Travis Kelsey at the same time that Patrick Mahomes was drafted. So we have TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. I don't know. It's there. um, And I think we do at some point have to take a risk and get our quarterback of the next 15 years. So
1: It's happening, Vikings fans. It's going to (laughs) happen.
0: I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get (laughs) it.
1: The stars are going to align there.
0: One day. The third-best franchise in the regular season will someday voice the Lamar. <laughs> so, uh, any other thoughts on the Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, QB of the future oh, of this election? No, we think, uh, we
1: heard it
0: here first. we're here for the next year with the young quarterback coming. That sounds good. Skull. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We appreciate your support. We'll be back next week with an episode here on the His and Earth Podcast, Skull Edition.